0: The best insight, instant feedback, accountability, the all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Welcome back. We shift gears just a bit, we welcome back to our studios. They've been with us on numerous occasions before and it seems as though we're going to be talking to them for quite a while. Of course, Mr. Alan Ferguson, his team with us in studio discussing things affecting the scrap iron industry. Welcome back to both of you. <laughs> nice to have you with us in studio here this morning. So what's the latest thing we know in this scrap iron business? Uh, we saw it making the news recently. Um, Some concerns about the copper trade and some other issues that have propped up. Tell us about them.
1: Well, good morning, Satish, to you. Good morning to your listeners on Freedom 106.5 and Happy New Year. It's a pleasure to be back again. Um, The Trinidad and Tobago Scrap Iron Dealers Association, Mm -hmm. if you would recall, before the end of the year, we have been asking for a meeting with the Trade Ministry and um, last Thursday, we had that meeting. Um, we had a meeting with the Acting Deputy Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Trade and Industry and uh, her team. And we, our team raised uh, several concerns that were affecting the industry and um, some of the things that were um you know, on the table to just be addressed, some of the issues, the immediate issues. Um, one of those issues being the the extension, a possible extension for scrap dealers' licenses because um, if you know, the license was extended until February 14th. However... Um, and so that is something that we need to find out whether they're going to have an extension on it or if that if scrap dealers would have had to, you know, start getting things in order to get their new licenses for this year moving forward. Um, we also talked about um, the ban on the copper exports. Now it's going to be expiring. That ban is supposed to be coming to an end at the end of February. And um, so that was one of the other concerns that was discussed mm. as well as... Um, the issue of foreign nationals coming to Trinidad to set up shop, opening their own scrapyards here in Trinidad and more or less creating an issue for our local dealers and, um, you know, the entire industry at large. Mm -hmm. So I will have to pass it on to Mr. Ferguson to elaborate more on each of these topics. So, Mr. Ferguson, you can probably start by telling uh, the listeners what was happening um, with the licenses and some of the challenges that you all were faced and some of the things that were discussed with the Ministry of
0: Trade. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Mr. Ferguson.
2: First, I want to say good morning to Satish. Good morning to your listeners and happy new year because um, it's our first time here for the year. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to thank your station for having us here. Well, um, one of the things first is our license as scrapyards. What what will happen to us because the license expires in the 14th of next month? Mm. Um, there's a lot of things that we will have to get for our license. I don't think we might make it because we already to get Tongan Country approval, and you know, Tongan Country approval is not something it is getting a month. It is not something that you could just walk into on country and get, so that will also be an issue. Also, we had to get EMA, the, we had to get um, EMA approval, which is also will cause a challenge for us, the CSC. Um, I could tell them that in 2019, w- we had to take the EMA to court in reference to the day I was telling us that we had to get a CSC. To able to get our license, and the court had a, the court had a rule that the scrap do have to get no I S C. I don't think nothing have changed. The new regulation come in place, but it didn't have it didn't specify certain things about C S C. So that that will be a challenge with us in the court because most of most of the yards will have to probably close down because they won't be able to get that C S C. and 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 if if we go to look at the CSE, we as just collecting and, and, and packing and, and, and the CSE um, it will go a lot of challenge. and then when you look at tongue and country approval, there's no way we could get tongue and country approval for the next um, you could say less than a month okay so let eh? let's let's just deal
0: with it with, with those two that you've raised because it's it's interesting. One of the one of the elements of the discussion that we have is that some of these scrap iron yards have been set up in communities where they should not be. Because you, you have people who say, well, this, this is more or less was a residential kind of area, and now you have the scrap metal business that somebody set up and who really dealing with it and so on. Is it a situation where the town and country approval element was implemented to address that very same thing? And, and in, in addressing it, have we identified a space if we're going to move them? Like, let me just, let's, okay, real example. In St. Augustine, there are people who who, who trade in scrap metal. Um, you have a vibrant business. I think it's two or three yards. How many have of them? But they are in a community that is more or less residential. Uh, you have people living and so on. So is is it now where town and country is going to move in and say, we do not give you approval because you fall outside of what this this property should be used for. How many people you think, what percentage of the industry falls into that category where they will not get town and country
2: approval? Well, I'm not familiar with no register yard in St. Augustine. Well,
0: let's forget St. Augustine. Let's say general.
2: Well, Well, all right. Let me see this, right? Um, A scrapyard, I mean, I have absolutely no problem with regulation, you know. The thing about it is that any industry was leave to, to run itself for all these years and you come now to tell people that they have to get these all these things. I, I, we had recommended to the government in 2013 that they put us in land space that we could able to be away from certain areas and we had recommended that and I think when you're going to make changes, you have to make sure because remember, look. But okay, look,
0: but how long have has this discussion been ongoing? And and is it just something that they pop up overnight to say, well, there's a list of what you need to meet in order to get your license? Yeah, or but how, or uh, have been people been have people been told that for a while?
2: Yeah, but you have to also understand is that people doing business for years around the place, and I mean, sometimes people. W- when be able to purchase land or get land in, in certain areas. And that is why I, I was trying to explain mm-hmm. to... Trinidad and Tobago because we did it and it is, is in documents that we recommend that we have a park a, a, a scrap park where, where we, you put these places you you, you 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 centralize it you put like a, in the south area the central area the the, the arema area and, and and these area we put places that the scrapyards could be operating which which is we recommended that that these when you want to sell your scrap or you want to come and scrapyard you could come to these areas. So we recommend things as an organization. What has happened to that recommendation? Well you know how things have worked out in Trinidad. We we born here, you understand you could recommend the best, you could recommend the the most the most thing that could make our industry mm-hmm. um um go as smooth as it could go because here yes, sometimes they don't they don't take you on, they, they just want to come with things yeah. that they want to do.
0: I'll tell you why I'm raising it because in that same St. Augustine area uh, closer to the Curep interchange, there's a, and I think it's some kind of business industrial estate close to the, to the roundabout. Mm-hmm. There is a, a company that operates, I'm, so, I'm not sure if they're still there. There is a company that operates a scrap metal trading or operation. And I'll tell you something when you drive past that place, you could never tell they're dealing in scrap metal. Right. Because it's a warehouse. And I believe it's, I saw Chinese or people who look like Chinese nationals run anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 it seems to me as though their operation is so organized that when you come and you offload, you offload into some kind of bar or truck or some kind of thing and mm-hmm. they take it from there to do whatever. It is as spick as, and span as you could get. And, and I mean, I, I, I'm in the area a lot. So I, when I saw it the first time, it was... It was curious to me because it didn't look like you know, yeah. I saw somebody offloading scrap metal, so that's why I got curious as to, is, are they dealing in scrap metal mm-hmm. there? Which suggests that it can be done in a particular manner, but it has been allowed to operate the way it has been, it been operating, as you say, for such a long period of mm-hmm. time, that now there is pushback to try to streamline and organize the thing. Um, but is it a battle that you can win? Because you need to confront realities sometimes. Yes. And see, with, with, the, with with the thrust of the government, uh, I don't know if it's a stamp out or clamp down or, or reduce or whatever, when you put things like town and country, then and see the scrap metal place in the back of Dookising Street in the back down there, yeah. how them fellas operating, they ain't going to no warehouse. Mm-mm. They are not going, well, maybe, I don't know, we could argue about if they could afford it or not, but the operations there if is, they had to meet on country, they go die.
2: Status, mm-hmm. you ever go to England?
0: No, I'm not so fortunate. No, to well I just want to tell anyone. you: <laughs> <laughs> if
2: you go around Gatwick Airport, you will see a lot of scrap the right going around there. I, I challenge anybody, and that is why if they they, they lose their mind mm-hmm. to say because you see scrap, scrap, is scrap, scrap can't be toilet paper and and oil and thing on a shelf. Scrap is scrap. And when you clean up a country, you go down and train and ravines and, and all over when you people, same Trinidadian, dump the rubbish all over. And when we don't have dumps that have spaces to, 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 to dump. All, um, all these steel or batteries or all these things and it interfere with our water courses and we put it in spaces that we could be it and ship it out of Trinidad and Tobago we will it will look like it is scrap, it is rubbish and and when you understand all these things and we doing these all this for Trinidad and Tobago is not like um you will go in a scrapyard and see shells for, pieces of cars and pieces of bed and, and thing. This is not about this kind of business. And anywhere in the world you go, you see it in, in that way. Now some people do things in ways that it is supposed to be done. And not because... Um, is a scrapyard. You have to treat it in such a way that it, it could able. to have a lot of scrapyard in Trinidad and Tobago. I could tell you well organized and clean and doing the things is right. We have a big issue with a lot of people coming to Trinidad and open up scrapyards that them is not even supposed to do that i can even leave trinidad and go even small place like guyana to open my scrapyard i cannot leave nowhere else and i can leave trinidad and go nowhere in the world and open my scrapyard other foreigners is coming here and opening up scrapyards. why should we bring them to buy our material in trinidad they now decided to open up yard so it's a challenge why we agree with them in 2013 in the ministry of trade and here was here. Yeah, the ministry of trade was the people who was in the center they agreed to this put by the material from us you know now they open up yards this is one of the biggest issue that we discuss all these things this cause problem because they don't care if it's manhole cover they buying. they don't care if it's copper um tstt wire they don't care if it's Petroin pump, petrol motors, they don't care about all these things because all they know when they come to that, they buy and they buy and they when they go back to the country, we have to face it. And I am saying is that because of how the industry was shut down for more than, um, you could say, more than nine months, I am saying to Trinidad and Tobago, I as the president have to do something concerning that because it is against the law for foreigners to come and open yards and treat this industry like they just don't care.
0: Well, what do you intend to do about it?
2: Well, one of the things that we free and that is to do is to go by the place and protest. We could protest because the ministry of trade, when we had the meeting with them last Thursday, they say they give them a month to look at they it. But
0: these people who are coming in these organizations in in, in a free trade world? Unless they're breaking some kind of law from
2: actually you know what being here. I just tell you. Are I they can. breaking
0: the Are they breaking laws?
2: Yes, uh-huh. yes. You hear know what I just tell you. There's no way you as a foreigner come in You see. It have a difference between mm-hmm. um, exporting. If you buy from me, you can export it out of Trinidad. But setting up a yard, you have to have first year, you know, the first thing they ask you for uh, um, a police certificate um, of character.
0: So basically, yeah. uh, let me understand, and let me see if I can simplify for the, for the listener. What has happened is uh, these people who come in and setting up shop, were they the people that you were selling to previously? So basically, these they've removed. The
2: these mm. are the people that are exporting and it's an advantage for us. So, so because they now will buy for They're controlling the buying price.
0: So, so basically, they've eliminated the middleman, which is the scrap iron dealers. And they're buying directly from the people who go in and pick it the, up the all over the place. The
2: collectors now. And this causing a big challenge with the, with, with, with even the van men. Because they now not getting any good prices because they're controlling the price. So what I am saying is that these people is operating in a way that they want to control the industry in Trinidad. And I am saying who are these
0: these people that we're talking about?
2: Well foreigners, you know, because you can say most of them is people who come from India. Most of them. We have Chinese also. But you see, what is happening with the Chinese that we we is not that we we, we criminate against no um no country. Mm -hmm. It's that the Chinese now what is something them do deal in this crap as other people deal with in, in the scrap. The scrap, they deal more with like the copper, the aluminum, and, 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 and these things. The Chinese deal with these. We we have, somehow we have issues with it because somehow we this thing, but what I'm saying is that we work working with the, the people who buy in scrap because you see what happens sometimes when the industry had shut down too and we cause it to spring up more is that most of the yards couldn't open back up. And you find is that what happened, they will have went to these yards and buy, buy over the place. So you find is that the license that they're using also is on Trinidad's name. So the reason why we draw to the, the, the ministry mm-hmm. attention is to let them know that these people is not um, locals that running these yards. It's foreigners running it. And it's against the law. To to be a foreigner and you could just come into Trinidad and just run a scrapyard. It's so against the law. So it's not something that yeah. that. Because there's it, no way in the world you could check it out. People could check it out for themselves. I cannot go to England and open a scrapyard. I cannot go to India and open a scrapyard. I cannot go go to China, neither leave from China, go there and open a scrapyard. Yes, it cannot happen. Mm. It's not like you could you come. You could go and get your normal documents. There's certain things that you have to get. It cannot happen.
0: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. There's, you understand the 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 industry itself was very vibrant prior to all of these changes that were implemented as a result of the TFIN people, the, the TSCT line, all of that kind of thing, uh, it almost appeared that everywhere you turned there was a scrap iron yard. It was that um, prevalent. But what has happened since all of these these new rules and guidelines and regulations and everything else? What's the size of the industry at this point in time?
2: Yes, you, you see, sometimes you watch looking nice on the outside and I think it's is, is not good. And that is why we are for the meeting because you, we will have take the time for the new regulation that the government will have come into the industry with. We will have give it a little while to see if it's working. But when you, when you watch at it now and you look at this new regulation where every transaction that we make in our yard, we have to take documents, paper. When you go into... To, for a license to, to export material out of Trinidad. It'll be a box full of papers, box full of transactions that we make everyone who come in, in our yard sign. It's, it's, it's such a way that we businesses are recycling business. All over the world are done in our way with paper. And you know what we do now to go into the Ministry of Trade with? box full of paper for to get a license for a ton of, a, 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 a thousand ton of material, two thousand tons of material. You know how much transaction that is? If somebody you come in your yard with, with, with 200 pounds of material or steel you have to make a transaction for that no,
0: i i well, mr Ferguson, i understand all that you're saying to me i mean and this is well it, we spoke about it numerous times about all that people need to do and how cumbersome it is yeah but, but the question that i'm trying to or the, rather the answer that i'm trying to get from you is how vibrant now is this crap because of these very same things that you're talking about is fifty percent of the people before 25% a hundred percent still there? What's no what's if going it was on?
2: hundred and twenty something yards, we only have less than less than twenty-seven yards. And let me explain something to you. Let me explain to you. If I have a grocery and I sell this week, the whole week I sell, five days in a week I sell, because Monday to Friday I could only full containers, right? I sell for this week. You know how long I, I have to wait again to sell? I have to wait more than a month again to sell. So whilst all this is happening, my workers, my, I, have to, I, I cannot keep workers for five weeks without they doing nothing. So we have to wait. For five weeks after we've done full for this week, we are away five weeks and more sometimes to get a license again, to export again. The, the system is not good. Do, it you cannot think this, work.
0: do you think the scrap iron industry is going to survive?
2: The way it's going, and I told them that, I say, if we continue the way we're going here, we women might even last all this year. It's sad, but I am saying that a lot have to be done to able per week to reach way we we be going mm-hmm. I know that the minister have talked about the early stage a lot of containers have when we now started but that because we was using the old system to move out but I am gonna tell you now if we used to do 800 containers per month, if we doing 300 containers, we're doing plenty now. So you could understand what is taking place in the industry. The way how the system is and the way how they do it, it needs to watch over. It needs to sit down. And for us and them to sit down and work out a better system to able for this industry to move forward. This is an industry that do a lot for Trinidad and Tobago. We need to fix it. Yeah, I, I want to touch on the copper. If, I don't know if you. We
0: have a cup. Uh, just about two minutes again. All
2: yeah. right, all right. I had because we're not ready to deal with copper. We don't we. And have the system in place to deal with the copper. So I have to recommend for the government, the people who have copper for a whole year, pack up in their warehouse because it's plenty of money they have pack up there and they cannot sell. Because we don't know when the, industry, the copper industry will be able to export back again. we say saying let the people who have the export, give them an indention because that is something they have they could do let us get an exemption for these people who have all these copper to able to s- export the copper out of trinidad mm-hmm. and we were able to w- to sit down with them and wait and see when the uh, the copper industry could open back up but as it is now we don't see the copper industry opening back up and we only have until the 28th uh, at this month will will be the deadline for the government because they say five year and the, 29th of, uh, the 28th of this month, it will be the year.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably speak to you all again because you all have a lot going on. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> when it comes to these meetings with the ministry and this one and that one and getting your your stakeholders to get up to par with all the requirements and, and everything else, we definitely will have further discussions on what's going on with the industry. I want to thank both of you. Uh, I tell you this, this town and country approval seems to me to be a hurdle that was put in place for a specific reason. The
1: ministry did indicate that um, they would meet with the state-relevant the stakeholders and, and try to get them to expedite the process for scrap iron dealers. So we're hoping that um, they make good on their promise and it actually you know, comes into being. That's
0: if they can fall within the guidelines because yes. some, of these, some of these properties might need a change mm-hmm. of use. Yep. based on where they are and all these kinds of things. So yeah. we see well, that... But the
1: new law, you, you would not be able to store scrap metal at your home. So, yeah. of course, that in itself is going to
0: be... Yeah. Half you, of the people. Yes
2: yeah yeah because the new law is that you cannot store no scrap. scrapyard no scrapyard must be in no well i'll, I'll tell you
0: something yeah, i mean i had i had five sheets of galvanized yeah. on the ground and people from town um from the corporation come and tell me i need to put it up on a height because i have rubbish in yeah. the place yeah. and not too far away are people who have things scattered all about and you're trying to figure out well what really going on and I expect that there'll be some some convulsions. But you
1: also know what it is like for um, enforcing laws in Trinidad. Yeah, so, we you do. know.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's a work in progress. It's a discussion that will be ongoing. I want to thank both of you. This is where we drop the curtains on our show. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.